0: When it comes to investing, retirement, taxes, health care, and estate planning, the decisions you make today can greatly affect the quality of life for you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straightforward and unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your retirement. Good news. You found the Retirement Playbook sponsored by APO Financial. So get ready for an hour of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. It's time for the Retirement Playbook. And now... Here are your hosts, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shade. Good morning,
1: and welcome to the
0: Retirement Playbook, the show that gives
1: you the straight talk and honest answers you need to reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the economic outlook for 2024. Are we seeing the light at the end of the tunnel? We'll find out. Also, 10 long term investment strategies, along with whether or not gold is a good investment right now. And we'll try to wrap it up with five worthwhile retirement goals to work towards here in 2024. My name's Jeff Shade, and I am just here to ask the questions, but of course, the words of wisdom and solid advice come from John Crows and John Goodhue of APO Financial right here in Laurium. So I'll start with you, Coach Crows. How you doing today?
2: Uh, doing awesome. Staying warm and uh, shoveling some snow.
1: I think most of America has been shoveling snow this past week, so it's not that bad at all we've come to expect it here in the Upper Peninsula. And John Goodhue, you are out and about educating and informing the people of America. I think you're in Nevada right now. How's it going there?
3: Oh, it's going great. Yeah, we, at least I got out of the sub-zero weather in Denver. It was, yeah. woo, it
1: was cold. <laughs> well, anyway, I uh, hope everybody's keeping warm. We're glad that they could join us here for this week's Retirement Playbook. we got a lot to talk about on today's show. Now, we're right here at the end of January. We're talking about the economic outlook for 2024. So, you know, we've had a little taste of what 2024 could bring us here in January, but we want to take a look at the other 11 months. I see these conflicting reports all the time, John Goodhue. I'm seeing that, well, you know, the Fed is going to cut rates maybe three times in 2024. And then the next day I'll read something that, well, they're not going to cut rates. And then I see, well, inflation is under control. Now I'm seeing that inflation is not under control. So I really don't know what to think. What is your gut feeling about what investors can expect to happen here in the rest of 2024? Or let's narrow it down to the first part of 2024.
3: Sure. That's about right. What you just said. Like, the left-hand thinks rates are going to be cut a lot. <laughs> Right-hand right thinks rates are are going to actually go up. Yeah, no, no. It's a, it's a very, very confusing time. No, you know, it just goes back to nobody's got a crystal ball, right? Right, right. Um, I tend to think in the kind of the people who prognosticate the annual future, I think, well, number one, I know some things. I know the Fed ha- hasn't reached its inflation target yet. It's come down. I mean, that's, you know, it's... It's down three and a half, three and a quarter. That's better than what it was. Eight percent or nine percent. But their target's two and they're not there yet. The markets think that the Feds are gonna in general think they're gonna cut rates like six times this year. And the Feds already said we're not doing that, so I think they might cut it a few times. So I don't, I, you know, I don't think anybody really knows. I don't think the Fed knows either. And so, at least right now, I think they take it pretty much on a week by week, month by month basis, see where the, where the economic numbers come in. So, but I, you know, long term this year, my crystal ball probably tells me we're going to have pretty much a repeat of 2023. The first part and the middle part of the year, like it was, markets were up, markets were down. Then we got this election going on, which is going to be crazy. But I think the markets overall could end up positive for the year, but it's going to be a bumpy ride.
1: Well, certainly markets do not like uncertainty and we're uncertain about a lot of things, not the least of which is inflation. We don't know what's going to happen in the Middle East. And as you said, uh, the presidential election, one of the most contentious I think I have uh, ever remembered in my history. But let's talk about the inflation rate and those rate cuts. What exactly does this mean to the average investor out there who's listening to us right now? And let's say that they have saved two, three, four hundred thousand $400,000 for their retirement and they don't know what to do with it. And they're thinking about retiring. I mean, should these uncertainties prevent them from retiring? Should they wait or, you know, how should they process all this information, do you think?
3: Sure. I think the number one answer I give everybody is that people need a plan going into retirement. And most people don't have a plan that's number one. And they don't have a plan to get through times like this because this won't be the last time in people's retirements, if they're retiring now, that we're going to see markets being, you know, nobody knows exactly what's happening. And so if you're just guessing into retirement, don't be guessing. You need an overall plan. And that's what my firm does. We specialize in comprehensive retirement plans. We look at everything, every risk that people are going to face in retirement. And then we create a plan to make sure, I don't care if the market's up, down, or sideways, that they're going to be able to get through their retirement years. They know they're going to be okay because we're going to help them know they're going to be okay. And if all your retirement funds are in the stock market and the stock market's going up and down, well, your retirement's going to go up and down. And that's a really bad place to be, when, especially when, you know, in retirement, you're pulling your money out of your retirement accounts for the very first time in your life. And if you hit some really bad returns early, that's called sequence of return risk. And if you hit them early, it's going to really hurt because it takes six to seven, eight years for the markets to kind of go down and come back up. And if you're pulling money out for six, seven, eight years, you're never going to get back to even. And it's, it's people just don't realize that retirement is a different phase of their lifetime, and they've got to do some things differently.
1: John, you talked about designing comprehensive plans, and I think uh, we've discussed before that a comprehensive plan involves an income plan, a plan to pay for uh, you know long-term care, health insurance, tax planning, estate planning, but it also involves a protection plan. Would you say that in today's economy that maybe we want to focus a little more on protection than we do on income and growth of those investments, or do you always have to figure in income and growth of investments no matter what the market conditions are?
3: Yeah, I mean, protection ought to be all the time. You ought to have protective mechanisms in your overall investment strategies no matter what. Warren Buffett's number one rule of investing, everybody laughs at this one, but his number one rule of investing is don't lose money. And his number two rule is when in doubt, look back at number one. And really what he's saying and and really, really smart investment people say is it's more important to protect yourself from downturns, from losses than it is to try to chase gains. And so I believe that most people just don't know what to do. And so that's what my firm specializes in. We specialize in let's don't lose a bunch of money in bad times, let's mm-hmm. do have an income plan so that even in bad times, you've got the income to live your life. And let's focus on eliminating the risk, like you mentioned, your healthcare risk. We Make sure that you're making the right Medicare choices. You've eliminated long-term care risk out of your plan taxes. If taxes don't go up, I don't know what, you know, I don't think yeah. there's any way that's not <laughs> going to happen. No. So just protect yourself against taxes. Have a tax plan. Don't pay too much in taxes. Have an estate plan that takes care of you when you're either disabled or when you pass and making sure everything's done the right way. And then you, like you mentioned, an income plan. The income plan is, is the most important thing people can have. It's the roadmap for their retirement. And I see very, very few people have any kind of real income plan.
1: So I think the takeaway from the conversation so far is to have a plan. Just don't hope the thing is going to work out right because, as you said before, hope is not a plan. Let me turn to you, Coach Crows. I mean, you've got the feet on the ground, the boots on the ground right there in Lorient, Michigan. You're interfacing with the people right here in the Upper Peninsula. When people come in and sit down and talk with you, John, what are some of the main concerns or some of the main goals that they have when they bring in all the money that they've saved?
2: You know, the thing I get a lot of questions on is, you know, since I've gotten this job, is all of a sudden people have this perception that I've, I'm an expert on what the stock market's going to do, and I have no more clue of what the stock market's going to do now than I did before. I understand it a lot better, and the one thing I do know is is it's, in its history, it's a series of ups and downs, and John has a great idea there is you need a plan, and uh, you know, and that's what we do. And our, and our plan is set up to eliminate the downs when the stock market is down, and to live off of the times when the stock market is increasing. And so our plan is built off of that, and that's kind of the message that I'm trying to give people is, is let's not worry about if the stock market's gonna go up or down because in its history it's going to, and in the future it's going to, but let's think about having a plan so we can mitigate those losses.
1: Coach Crows, would you say that a lot of people who come into you are more concerned with safety and security, at least keeping what they have, than they are with uh, growth or income at this point?
2: Well, I, I think a lot of people come in and, and are, are really worried about, like, they want they want to grow and, and how do you grow. And I think Warren Buffett says it best, is the best way to grow is to not to take a loss and not have those Vs. Because when you, when you do drop, now there's a period of time that you have to rely on to get back to where you started from.
1: Let me turn it back to you, uh, John Goodhue. Would you say that this is a good time to retire, not a good time to retire? Or can you take what somebody has and turn it into a situation where you could retire almost any time you want? It just depends upon the plan.
3: It depends on the plan. I mean, it's it's like everything. I I always tell people this. This is my analogy: is that it's it's if you wanted to build a house, and let's say you had plans and you had this like dream home you wanted to do, you got to bring the right tools and the right then enough lumber and nails and roofing and stuff so that that contractor can build that house. And so if people haven't saved enough, for example, and their ideas about their retirement may be too big, we can usually still build a house for them if that's the case. It might not be that monster dream house, but it'll be a really good house for them that'll get them through their retirement years. I love it when people bring us, you know, they've done a really good job savings, which we see a lot. They have some really great ideas and they've got their bucket list that they wanna do. And then it is just wonderful to, to build a plan for people like that, show them that they're going to be okay through their whole rest of their retirements, get to do everything they want to do, never worry, have to worry about running out of money ever that's a wonderful thing. So we can usually work where people are. We we pretty much meet people where they're at. I think a lot of people think, well, you know, I got to have a lot of money to talk to a financial advisor, and that's for us, that's just not the case. We will help anybody and everybody, and I think we can help pretty right. much anybody and everybody. So I would tell people, come and see us. Don't be fearful if you think, "Oh, I haven't saved enough money. I really can't talk to those guys. Those guys will think" I failed and stuff. Don't think that. that nope. That's not who we are. We try to help people in every in every walk of life.
1: So don't think you've got to have a quarter of a million dollars or a half million dollars to uh, deal with APO Financials. Just simply not the case. As John says, we will meet you where you are. We're talking with John Goodhue and John Crows of APO Financial right here in Laurium. John Goodhue, you've been doing this for quite a long period of time. When people come into you at first, do they admit to mistakes or do they think that they've made mistakes? I think a lot of people listening to the program probably are thinking, you know, if it weren't for these mistakes, I'd be better off. Let's talk about some of the mistakes that people make when they first go into retirement or with the money that they've saved. What are some of the more common mistakes or maybe the biggest mistake that you see that people have made?
3: Well, I don't want to beat this one to death, but I always beat it to death. So I'm okay with it. It's the fact they don't have a plan that, you know, people in general, I mean, I've been doing this 16 years, right? I've seen thousands of people in those 16 years and I will tell you, I've never seen anybody, and I've got a, I've got a lot of people from lots of walks of life. I've got in, a lot of engineers, for example, and and you know, engineers love numbers and they love spreadsheets and. And so they'll bring, you know, bring something in and there's, you know, they've got all their little numbers and stuff. But the reality is they've got like three or four holes in that plan that you could drive a Mack truck through. And it's just because, I mean, they don't do this. This is not what they do. It's like, I can't do engineering stuff. I mean, I've got some doctors as I can't operate on anybody. I've got people, I've got plumbers and school teachers and you name it. I've pretty much any walk of life and I can't do their job. And so I don't blame people or even think that people would even have a plan in general because they just don't. You know, and so I mean, most people's plans are this. They're going to save their money in, in the investments. Hopefully someday it'll grow enough so that I'll we'll have enough money to then be able to take it and pretty much allocate it to take care of my stuff in retirement. And i tell people well growing your money is great but why don't we do this why don't we purpose your money your assets now within a plan to identify all the different risks that you're going to face in retirement the money's going to continue to grow but now it's positioned so that it's taking care of the different risk. It often, ask people this if they're working with another financial firm. I say, you know, besides your investments, to let's set that aside. Besides your investments, what has your financial person helped you with over the past two to five years? And most people just, there's a blank look on their face. And I think a lot of people think, well, what are they supposed to have helped me with? Mm-hmm. And I say, well, your overall financial life, like your retirement life is like a pizza. So pizza has about six slices in it. Your investments are one slice. There are at least five other areas that you're not addressing. And those areas are creating risk for you going into retirement. You need to address all the risk, not just your investment.
1: And I think the takeaway here is that long-term planning, and especially for retirement, it's not a DIY job. I mean, build a deck or something if you want to. Paint your house, but leave the investing to the professionals like John Crows and John Goodhue at APO Financial. We've been talking about current market conditions. We've been talking about that comprehensive plan. We're going to continue the conversation in just a moment about that comprehensive plan and talk about some long-term investing strategies that advisors like uh, John Crows and John Goodhue love. But in the meantime, if you're listening to the program, Today, you've got some questions about our topic. Then I want you to request your no cost, no obligation, no judgment APO retirement playbook review by calling 906 523 9030. That's 906 523 9030. When you call, you'll get Laura on the other end of the line who will gather some basic information from you, then set you up with a conversation with John and John to create a path towards a successful retirement. Now, once again, remember it's not going to cost you a dime. There is no obligation whatsoever. You may get the help that you need need to put yourself on a path towards a successful retirement. You could also do it online at APOfinancial.com. That's APOfinancial.com.
0: Want more strategies to support the quality of life you want for 30 plus years? Don't go away. There's more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial in just a moment. You can't start a journey you've never taken without a plan, and you can't start your retirement journey without a comprehensive plan to get there safely. To request your no-cost, no-obligation retirement playbook review, call 906-523-9030 or request it online at apofinancial.com. Now back to more of the Retirement Playbook with John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shade.
1: Thank you so much for joining us here on the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. Here we are together again on the radio. It is the last Saturday of January. We certainly hope that you're keeping warm and toasting. We appreciate you listening to us right here on 920 WMPL. We're here for you every week for your fiscal fitness and your financial success with sincere and actionable ideas to get you to retirement and keep you retired. Last segment, we did talk about having a comprehensive financial plan. And I want to expand on that a little bit in this particular segment, gentlemen, let's start with what the first thing is in this comprehensive financial plan. I would imagine that it's probably envisioning or finding out what your lifestyle is really all about. I mean, who are you in retirement? Because you really can't design a path to get someplace if you don't know where you're going, what your destination is.
3: Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's it's really a, when people come and meet with us, our first meeting is really just a conversation. It's getting to know people. it's it's not like a peering questions like I mean, a doctor might you know do a total analysis and and uh, you know give you an MRI and that kind of stuff. But although it kind of is like an MRI of kind of where you're at, but it's really more what is it that you're most afraid of going into retirement? I like to ask that question. You know what are the what are your goals that you'd like to do? I encourage people to uh, create a bucket list for all the, you know, the top 10 or 20 things they want to make sure they accomplish in their lifetime. And then, you know, then let's talk about what's that look like? How do you see accomplishing that? And some people say, well, you know what? I think I can, I think I can do maybe five of these things, but you know, the other five or six, I don't know how we're going to do it. Well, that's a little bit of a challenge for us because I want to show people how they can do them all. I love doing that and so and then that's that's really the conversation that we have just getting to know people answering any questions we possibly can but when you start doing a plan, you have that's where you have to start. You have to start at the beginning with people.
1: And we talked about the fact that APO Financial is a comprehensive financial advisor versus a limited scope advisor, where they only have a couple of tools in the toolbox. So with this comprehensive approach that you take there at APO Financial, one financial plan really doesn't fit everybody, does it? They're all individuals.
3: Oh, my goodness, yes. If I could get anything across anybody is is about planning is this. Other firms generally don't do real plans for people. They might have something on their website, or they might send somebody to put their own information in a piece of software, and it, and it prints out a really nice, pretty-looking report, and that report usually is not worth much. Uh, it had, doesn't take everything in consideration. It's not a real plan. Everything has to be tailored to who you are. We have over 800 families that we work with Mm -hmm. i would tell you there's no two families that are that are alike people have lots of different goals lots of different challenges their life is different there's like it's almost like there's no you know no they say no two people have the same fingerprints right right right. it's it's pretty much the same thing no two people have this should have the same plan so Don't do something out of a box. Don't do something on the internet. All that stuff is usually not very, is not pretty much useless in my opinion. Make sure that you you have a tailored plan to you. That's my big message to everybody.
1: Yeah, and with the uh, big box advisors and people know who those are, I mean, when you go in there, pretty much they've got only, you know, a handful of products that that they can offer you. And many times they're influenced on the products that they offer you based on what the company wants them to sell. So that's the big advantage of APO Financials that, you know, you're comprehensive advisors, but you're doing a plan for the individual person. John Goodhue, when people come into you and they've uh, sat down with you and had discussions, have they often talked to you about what their goals are in retirement? I mean, what they really want that to be.
3: Oh, yeah, we, th- that's definitely what we dig into. And a lot of times people, it is, it is kind of funny, people work for, you know, 30, 40 years, they save, they go without things. And then when they get to retirement and I ask them, you know, okay, what are your goals? What are the things you want to do? It is really surprising. A lot of people say, you know what? I really don't know. And then we get into a little deeper discussion. It's kind of like, you know, peeling an onion. And that's we help people a lot of times figure that out. We help people figure what their real goals are. And it's a very, int- usually it's a very interesting discussion uh, that we have with people in that area.
1: Coach Crows, you're right here in the APO office in, in Lorium. Do you have a story or can you tell us uh, some of the things that people have talked to you about that, that they would hope to do? What are their hopes, dreams and visions are for retirement?
2: You know, just to reiterate what John said in terms of goals is talking with people about their goals, That that's how we get to be able to meet you where you're at and help you set up. You know, I've talked with someone that wants to build their dream house on Lake Superior and another couple want to spend six months and one day in Florida. You know, yeah. they worked, worked hard their whole life and they want to get out of here in the winter and who the heck can blame them after we get like 60 inches of snow in seven days? <laughs> So
1: people have varied and uh, sundry different sort of goals for retirement. It doesn't make any difference whether you want to build that house on Lake Superior and just fish all the time, or maybe you want to travel the world and, you know, see the things that you've seen on TV. You need a comprehensive plan that's going to allow you to get there. So let's talk about some of the tools that most people use to get you to that point where you can afford these things. So let's talk about creating that income plan. Typically, John Goodhue, once you've decided that, okay, this person's got a half million dollars. they need that to last for the next 25, 30 years. Let's talk about some of the tools that you might use that you might have available to you at APO Financial to help people keep that money coming in on a regular basis.
3: Sure. I mean, our overall plans, you know, we, we're, we're looking at all the different areas, but in general, we have investment portfolios that use the stock market. We tend not to invest in individual stocks. My belief about that is is you have a much higher concentrated risk of loss in individual stocks, for example. And so we'll use portfolios that are more indexed driven. And all of our investments are institutional. They're not retail. Mm -hmm. And the reason they're not retail is retail funds and things, they have higher fees and they have a lot of fees in them that you'll never know and they're not disclosed. And my firm, all of my advisors are pure fiduciaries. So that means that we have to do what's in your best interest all the time. And one of the things we have to do is reduce what we call fee drag, And that's just a fancy financial term for saying it's our job to make sure you don't pay too much Mm -hmm. for the things you invest in. Because if you pay too much, that means you'll have less money and so my portfolios are in the investment side of the world we use institutional exchange traded funds for example that's uh, that's one tool it's an exchange traded fund is just a basket of things and they're usually all the similar things like might be a uh, healthcare indexes and stuff might be uh, tech types of things, but they're all in the same industry, but they're really, really low fee and expense. We have more of an active strategy. We're not passive. So that using an exchange rate of funds and investment portfolios allows us to be able to buy and sell them pretty quickly. We'll use some institutional funds that, again, are, aren't retail funds, and but again, are more larger baskets, kind of across a, a broader index. And that just limits people's downside risk is really why why, why I like doing it that way
1: gentlemen i think one product that most people are familiar with or they've heard about i won't say familiar with because there are a lot of misconceptions and that is annuities so coach crows let me throw it over to you what are some of the reasons that people may want to look at an annuity
2: well i I think especially for fixed and indexed annuities as you have guaranteed growth and no fees low fees or no fees and and in a lot of cases i think it's no fees but just uh I think the big thing is is we can use annuities for guaranteed lifetime income.
1: Okay, so that's the big thing is that annuities can give you a very predictable rate of income in retirement, and they seem like a very good idea with a fixed and fixed index annuities. But John Goodhue, I mean, an annuity, although it has a lot of positive points, they're really not for everybody, are they? What is an example of someone who may not benefit from an annuity?
3: Well, in general, as also kind of backing up a little bit. People don't understand annuities. And it's because there are a number of different kinds. Like we, like John was saying, we like fixed and fixed index annuities. You can't lose money. Oh, I love not losing money. You can get a really good rate of return in them. You can do them with no fees, no expenses. And then, like John was saying, you can create guaranteed lifetime income with them, which is wonderful. Those are wonderful things. Now, from a others perspective, there are these annuities called variable annuities. Variable annuities, we don't use them. Uh, we don't like them because one, you can lose money. Your, your money is in, inside of closed in mutual funds inside the variable annuity. The other reason I don't like them is they're really high fee and expense. The industry average is over 3%. Most people add a couple of riders to those for other benefits, takes them over 5 5%. You can't make any money long term paying somebody 5%. But you know, it, whether somebody should have annuities in their portfolios or not or whether they should use them it's going to depend on going back to them, who they are. I would say that, that the vast majority of our clients like some of their assets in no-market risk products. Fixed annuity, fixed uh, fixed indexed annuities are a really good product for that. But of course, it's like everything. You shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket anyway. You should have more of a diversified overall portfolio. And so I like people to put some money in the markets that are more protected. The way we invest money, we have risk mitigation tools so that when the markets do tank, start tanking, we just kind of get out of the way so our clients don't lose much. But we also like to use alternative assets Uh, and fixed index annuities are are an alternative to market asset that if the markets start having problems and they lose money, you're not going to lose money in the annuity side of things. And, you know, the, and so we, we kind of keep on going down the idea of alternatives to the market because the stock market's not the only be all and end all. I think a lot of people think it is, but it's not like if I'm if I'm solving a risk in retirement in long in term care area, for example, there's nothing in the stock market that's going to fix that and you're going to cover that risk. That has to be in the insurance side of the equation, which is an alternative to the stock market. And so some people, they're going to cover that risk. That's that's where they're going to be. It's not going to be in the stock market.
1: We're talking with John Crows and John Goodhue of uh, APO Financial. We've been talking about some strategies that are in a comprehensive financial plan. And I've mentioned before that there are about five things that money can do for you. Cash flow, security, growth, liquidity, and tax savings. Annuities, I think, excel at probably cash flow, especially, you know, those annuities are going to pay you a monthly income for the rest of your life. They're pretty secure, too, because they're an insurance company product. They're not tied to the market, but they're not as liquid as they could be. I mean, you can pull some money out of an annuity, but you'll pay a penalty for doing that. And tax savings may be another issue with annuities that you might want to discuss. So if you are listening to the program today and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I need a comprehensive retirement plan. I've got this money. I am afraid that if I don't do the right thing with it, that it's going to go away. We've got the solution for you. Give us a call for your no-cost, no-obligation retirement playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. That number to call, 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. You can call it this weekend if you want. Leave your information. Laura will give you a call back on Monday and set you up with an appointment with John Crows, John Goodhue to put you on a path towards a successful retirement. Now remember, it's not going to cost you a dime, but it could uncover some blind spots that when addressed may help improve your quality of life at a retirement that could last 30-plus years. If you want to keep more of your hard-earned money, then you need a comprehensive plan that'll start with a comprehensive analysis, and that is what we're offering here today. So pick up the phone, call it this weekend. That number, 906-523-9030. You can also request your plan online at apofinancial.com. That's apofinancial.com.
0: Want more talk about sustaining your wealth and thriving in a retirement that could last 30-plus years? Stay tuned for more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial after this. Ready to score a touchdown with your retirement plan? Touchdown! Good. You're listening to the Retirement Playbook. And now, back to the show with your coaches, John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shea. Thank you
1: so much for making us a part of your weekend. You're listening to the Retirement Playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. Once again, our telephone number, 906-523-9030. If you've got questions uh, about our radio show, maybe you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air. We would love to hear from you with that. And of course, if you've got questions or comments about the show, things you'd like us to talk about, we invite you to call us, 906-523-9030 and let Laura take those down. You could also find out more about the firm online and request your complimentary retirement playbook at apofinancial.com. That is apofinancial.com. We've been talking about this comprehensive plan. And for those people who have missed the first part of the show, I want to remind you that we're also a podcast. You can hear all of our past shows by going to wherever you get your podcasts and searching for the retirement playbook with John Crows and John Goodhue. You'll find this show in all of our past shows so that you can stay on top of your journey towards a successful retirement. Gentlemen, this comes up regularly. People, no matter how much we talk about it, they see these commercials on TV about buying gold. You got to put gold in your IRA. Gold is the thing that's going to prevent, you know, when the end of the world comes. So let's uh, again break this down because I think there's some new information about gold. It goes up, it goes down, but nevertheless, it does merit a, a conversation once in a while. So let's talk about first of all why investors buy gold versus those people who are getting into retirement i would think that there's a big difference in what their goals are
3: oh absolutely so i always tell people as an investment if we're in an inflationary environment which we've been in for a few years gold's a really good hedge against inflation because as more inflation we've got the price of gold will go up so if you're an investor and that's kind of the, the what you're tracking, that's fine. I would suggest not doing it from a long-term play perspective because what you'll see is gold, silver, all precious metals have done this forever. We'll get these inflationary pressures. People will be will be jumping on gold as an inflation hedge. And then when inflation starts coming down, kind of like it's starting to do now, the investors will say, you know what? I don't see a lot of more upside potential here for a while. So i'm going to start getting out well when people start selling anything it will force the prices back down right because there's not as much demand but that's just how investments work right and what people from what i say is gold has two purposes one it can be an investment as an inflation hedge in inflationary times that's one thing the other thing is if if people are real fearful of you hear of all kinds of things. You know, the dollar's not gonna be worth anything anymore. The government may, you know, we may have to shut down or whatever, they're doing it from a different perspective they're buying it because it's a hedge against fear catastrophe those type of things now i'm not necessarily that person that that thinks that way but i understand it and so what i'll tell people too though is because they'll say well you know if i've got gold or silver or something then i can you know use it as a barter if if the dollar falls apart and that type of thing and i'll say well you better have one other thing uh, and you better have guns and bullets yeah. <laughs> because because if you don't have guns and bullets and you've got a whole bunch of gold and silver and somebody finds out you've got it and they've got guns and bullets, you're not going to have your gold and silver anymore because that's really what that's about. So, I mean, I don't really look at, at gold as much as, as that much of an investment from a long-term perspective. It can present certain opportunities in certain markets and especially usually when we have an inflationary environment.
1: And I think there are a fair number of people listening to the program today that may have some sort of precious metals in their possession. They may be some old coins or something that their parents and grandparents have saved, and they think that, well, this is going to be worth a lot of money someday. John Crows, you're a native here of the Upper Peninsula, and I know that you go back generations in this part of the country. Have any of your relatives ever held or have ever collected coins, or maybe there have been coins, silver dollars or something like that, been passed down from generations? to generation?
2: Uh, As as a family, absolutely not. Uh, You know, I I can think of maybe my mom has a handful of silver dollars from back in the day, but that would be about the extent of it. You know, we we are in a mining environment. Uh, The history of the UP is iron mining, copper mining. I grew up where... As a kid, we would go down and ride our bikes down to Goldmine Creek because that was the creek that went by the Ropes Gold Mine. And and that was in operation right up until mid nineties.
1: John Goodhue, you had mentioned earlier that there are several ways to uh, own investments and among them would be funds. Is it the same way with gold or precious metals? I mean, would you suggest having physical precious metals in your possession or can we buy these things as a fund?
3: Yeah, so that's a really great question, Jeff. This is what I would tell you: if you if you're going to be using gold as an investment, I would say do a fund because when the pressures come off, you're going to want to sell it, and you because you'll start seeing prices come down. Some the very fastest way to do it is with a fund or another alternative. People, some people don't think about, and John kind of mentioned mentioned this. Uh, gold mining companies. There are still a lot of companies out there that are publicly traded that are gold and silver mining companies. That's a stock. And so it's not a bad idea to use that because if prices go up, their stock prices will go up. I'm not a big fan of holding physical gold and silver and precious metals, primarily because if you're holding them and then prices start going down, you're going to have to go find somebody to buy it. Usually it's going to be at a price that, that isn't what the markets are reflecting because you're going to have to sell it at a discount and there will be fees for you to sell it. And it's not as easy to do. And so I, I'm really not that big of a fan. Now, if you're going to hold it because you think the dollar's going to fall apart and you need it for barter purposes and stuff, you're going to have to hold it in physical gold, right. and silver or precious metals.
1: What drives the price of gold?
3: Well, I think two things, we go back to this, economic environments like inflation, that generally will always do it. Uh, And then fear. And we've seen a lot of that over the past few years, because I look at gold and I see it going up some and, and I know that there are a lot of people buying it because there's lots of talk about the dollar not becoming the world currency anymore that the Fed is spending money like Ronald Reagan used to say, like a drunken sailor, that's going to hurt our dollars. We're, they're, we're printing, printing more and more dollars, which is, is an inflationary cause. So I, th- I think those two major things, and then there's just people that are investors and they look, they look at anything from an opportunity perspective. And when they start seeing gold going up, they're going to take both of those things and they don't really care why it's going up. They just see that the projections are it's going to go up and they'll invest it as an investment.
1: I've seen these commercials that talk about getting gold into your individual retirement accounts, your IRAs. If you do that, does gold offer any sort of tax advantages in an IRA do you know of?
3: No, they don't, and I don't like those commercials, and I wish people wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're you're gonna invest in in precious metals and stuff, don't do it, I would say, in your IRA, for example. Now, you might do it in a Roth IRA, that's a little different, but not too much. I don't like tying things up in an IRA. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people do uh, real estate, in their IRA, for example. I just tell people, because I've seen people get in trouble with this, because when you when you hit 73 or 75, the IRS comes knocking on your door and you've got to start pulling what we call requirement of distributions out of those IRA funds. And if if it's illiquid and you can't get an liquid enough to pay the IRS uh, and pull the money out of those funds, the IRS doesn't care. They'll put a 30% penalty on you for what you're supposed to pull out, plus interest and mm. some more penalties and fees. And so I just, I'm really, really careful about illiquid investments in an IRA. Gold's a little more liquid. Real estate's not. No. So you got to be really careful about that.
1: We're talking about gold as a potential investment. And let's uh, finish off this uh, segment here by talking about cryptocurrency. As much as people are asking questions about gold, there are people asking about cryptocurrency. I think that cryptocurrency is on the move a little bit. What have you heard about cryptocurrency in terms of a long-term investment? And should people even consider such a thing in a retirement portfolio?
3: Well, I've got some clients that use crypto, and and I've got a couple of them they are pretty smart about it. I've had to learn quite a bit about it because of that. We don't do it. Uh, I think it's it's way too volatile for people in retirement, my personal opinion, Uh, so we don't really do that. We could, and I've looked at it. The very first exchange-traded fund in cryptocurrency got approved uh, here this month, Mm -hmm. and so You'll see some more of that. I did see that there are certain funds, I think Vanguard came out and said they would not be offering it on their platform. And so I think that's, that's still, a, this kind of shows you that there's still a lot of trepidation around cryptocurrency. Um, but I guess I guess it goes back to always my discussion. It's an investment. And if you see that, you know, that the indicators are that you can make money there, that's fine. Right now, I don't think, I don't think it's a long-term investment. I think it's more of a short-term Play in the volatility side of it if you're going to do it, because I still, I mean, it's there, it's not backed by anything, right? Right. And it's still it's still kind of a. I look at it kind of like a derivative. Derivatives are backed by nothing, and people have gotten burned really badly historically using derivatives. And I kind of look at it that way. And I understand that it's a you know an alternative uh, monetary idea. My big fear is. OK, it could go away tomorrow if the, if the U.S. government comes out and says, oh, you know what? We outlaw it now because it's, it's somebody else printing money besides the federal government, which you can't do. Right. And if they were to classify it like that, that, it was printing money, that'd be the end of cryptocurrency as we know it. And, you know, some countries have already outlawed it. So I I don't think it's some place people ought to be putting their, their hard earned retirement dollars. That is definitely not. There's many better, safer things to do with it.
1: We're talking with John Crows of APO Financial and John Goodhue of APO Financial. Of course, Coach Crows is in the office there at 95 3rd Street in uh, Lauriam. John Goodhue is on the road right now. He is in Las Vegas meeting and greeting with other financial advisors to keep on top of uh, trends in the financial services industry. So let me talk to the listeners here right now, gentlemen. If you have questions about anything that we have talked about today on the radio program, if you want to keep more of your hard-earned money, then you need a comprehensive plan, which will start with a comprehensive analysis okay you're asking how do i get that comprehensive analysis well it really is quite simple pick up the phone this weekend call 906-523-9030 once again that number 906-523-9030 and ask for your no cost, your no obligation complimentary retirement playbook from APO Financial. Laura will give you a call back on Monday if you leave your information, set you up with an appointment with John and John to really see where you are right now in your retirement journey and design a comprehensive plan to get you where you need to be. And once again, I want to impress upon people that you don't need a half million dollars or more of investable assets to qualify. To qualify, all you need is to have the desire and the need to have somebody really go to bat for you to be in your corner to make sure that you're not missing anything in this journey towards a comprehensive retirement plan that'll put you on a plan for a retirement that could last as long as 30 years and hopefully will ensure that you do not run out of money so what are you waiting for make that call today 906-523-9030 there's nothing else like us in town do it today won't you 906-523-9030 do yourself a favor you can also request that plan online at apofinancial.com that's apofinancial.com
0: Want more straight talk and honest answers about your wealth management and retirement journey? Stay with us. There's more Retirement Playbook from APO Financial here on AM 920 and FM 107.3 WMPL. Talk that bridges the gap. We're back with more strategies for a retirement in which you not only survive, but thrive. This is the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial. Once again, here's John Crows, John Goodhue, and Jeff Shade. We have had some excellent
1: conversations today about getting to and through retirement. Our show, of course, is called The Retirement Playbook. If you are just joining us, you have missed a lot today. And if you want to hear it all over again, once again, we're a podcast. Simply go to wherever you get your podcast, search for The Retirement Blueprint. With John Crows and John Goodhue, you're going to find this show and all of our past shows so that you can take some sincere and actionable steps towards your journey to a successful retirement. Once again, our telephone number, if you'd like your no cost, no obligation, no judgment retirement, playbook nine zero six five two three ninety thirty. go ahead and give it a call right now we do have some slots available for you here in the very near future you don't have to wait to get in to see us 906 you can also find out more about us online at apofinancial.com apofinancial.com and once again coach crows you're in the office actually every day and you're inviting people just to stop by where's the office located and what are the hours
2: well, you can find us here. We're at 95 3rd Street of Lorium, which is on the corner of Florida Street. And you get driving downtown Lorium and get past Miller's bowling alley and hit the blinking yellow light. You're on 3rd Street, take a right, head towards the Gip, and you'll see us right. we got a beautiful sign right on the front porch there. Um, stop on in and visit us.
1: Yeah, that's what I like about small towns is you can give people directions. It's past the blinking yellow light. Just go past the bowling alley. You'll see it there, but it's a beautiful house it's actually a historical house and you've got a sign out front i believe the house is currently green so be you're looking for that corner of third and florida street right here in lorium it's apofinancial.com and john goodhue of course is at the mothership uh, apofinancial in denver right now he is on the road with us in uh, las vegas in this segment i want to talk about some worthwhile retirement goals to work towards in 2024 I think I know what a goal is, but can you either, John, define exactly what a retirement goal should be or is for most people?
3: Well, there are different goals. One goal I think almost everybody has is making sure they never run out of money, right? Right. And don't have to live with their kids. and have their kids changing their diapers and that kind of thing. I mean, that's pretty much everybody's goal, but it's a goal, so you, you've got to address that. How do you know? How do you make sure that, that you're going to be able to have the money that you want to have in retirement? And then there's other goals. You've got individual personal goals. I kind of go back to the, when you get into the fun side of retirement, I go back to what I tell people to do is, and it's a, it amazes me how many people don't have a bucket list. They've got some ideas and things, but no, they haven't sat down and actually made a list out of all the things they really want to do in retirement, right? So I tell people, I've, I've got a book I give people. It's it's my bucket list book. It's really cool. It helps people kind of go through that process and keep and keep track of it is what it also does. But I say, look, if you do a bucket list. You're going to find out you got big things on that list, you got medium things on that list, you got, you got small things on that list, and then you got to figure out, okay, how are you going to pay for all that and the timing of those things, and those are fun goals, I think, for people, um, but then th- there, are th- there are goals that, are, that really don't cost any money, it's a commitment of people's time. Like one of my goals, I mean, I've got a bucket list and I have all the fun things that I like doing and stuff. But one of my goals in my retirement eventually is I just want to make sure I stay connected and involved in my kids' and my grandkids' lives. That's a time commitment. That's really not a money commitment. But that's a big deal for me because i family is pretty much everything there is for, for me in my life. That's my number one goal or one my number one focus. You know, volunteer work, that could be a goal. I have a lot of clients when they retire, they say, you know, what I really want to do, I never had a lot of time to do volunteer work with my church or, or, you know, with organizations that I really want to support. And, you know, by golly, I am going to make it and I'm going to have a time commitment and a goal is to do that. Could be some goals of taking some classes, uh, goals of, uh, like I used to play saxophone years and years and years ago. I have been threatening to pick up my sax uh, again <laughs> forever. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's a time commitment, right? Yeah, it's, sure. So that's a, that's something that I would love to do, you know. And I need to really do it sooner than later. Yeah. Um, but everybody's goals are can be and are different. But goals are just things that that you one you need to you need to be able to do like the your income goals and taking care of your health care and, and that. But a lot of it's just, a lot of it is more of a time commitment.
1: So what is a retirement goal exactly? Well, to me, a goal is really a focused action step that helps you build retirement security and achieve the retirement that you want. And as you get older, I think retirement becomes less of an abstract concept and becomes more real. So let's talk about some of the steps or some of the goals, if you will, that will help you reach your retirement. The first one is going to be to figure out how much to save and invest for retirement. I would imagine that that is probably a pretty big task. So how do we really determine how much we need to have for retirement
3: well we have that discussion with everybody we actually ask people to uh, to do kind of a summary sheet you've got to start with your core expenses what's it just take for you to live on a regular basis and we have people fill that information out we have a little form that we give to people and sometimes it's the first time people have really sat down and and looked at it some people they think of it like a budget kind of is but I don't like budgets. I don't like living on budgets. But we've got to know exactly what it take you to live, right? Your core expenses. You need to do that. And then project start, Now we get back to goals. What are the things that you want to be able to do in retirement? And you know, if you're one of your goals, for example, is I don't want to have a mortgage when I retire. Well, pretty easy to figure that one out. If, you, if you've got 15 years left before you retire and and your mortgage payments on the current schedule are 25 years, you're not going to make that goal unless you make some more payments, right? So that's got to be part of your overall financial plan if that is truly one of your goals. But you've got to start with how much does it really cost, and then we get into what, what are the things you want to do. Let's put some price tags and costs and everything else around it and figure out, you know, let's get from point A to point B, and that's how we do it with people.
1: You talked about having a mortgage in retirement. Some people do not want a mortgage in retirement, John. Others are not worried about it. How do you determine, let's say that you've got $150,000 left on your mortgage. You got $300,000 sitting around to invest in uh, retirement savings. I mean, how do you figure out, should I take the one hundred fifty and pay off the mortgage or should I keep the mortgage? Is that a question that you get regularly there at APO Financial?
3: Every week. Yeah. And so, This is what I usually tell people. Number one, what's your interest rate on your mortgage? Uh, A lot of people right now have interest rates that are at two and a half percent, three and a half percent. That's when they refinanced when the rates were low. Then I'll probably tell you that from a financial perspective, If you can get more from your investments by investing that money, let's say you can average 6%. Well, if you're only paying 3% on your mortgage, but you can get 6% of using the money, you know, someplace else and growing it, well, you just have what's called an interest rate arbitrage. That's a real fancy financial term out there. All that means is you're paying less interest on the debt than you're making on the money. And so you have a 3% difference between the two. That's your interest rate arbitrage and so a good financial person. Person would tell you from a financial perspective, no, you should not use that money to pay off that mortgage. Now, I also ask people this question because I think there's two answers to this question, Jeff. The other answer is, are you going to be able to sleep and be relaxed and not stressed in retirement if you have that mortgage going into retirement? And man, if somebody tells me and I get to know them and they say, you know what, I just think that I'm probably not going to sleep very well and I'm not going to feel good about it and I'm going to be worried about it for the next 10 years, now we have a different answer. As long as they have other assets and income that can Take care of their overall income plan, that person probably will pay it off if they can because it's going to stress them out so much that their retirement years are not going to be as good as they could be. They still have an asset. The house is still an asset. Sure. They've paid it off. It's appreciating. If they ever need it, you know, they could get a mortgage or a reverse mortgage or, or you know, even sell it ultimately and buy something else to free up some cash. But that's kind of how I answer that question for people It's it really depends on who you are in your situation.
1: If someone takes a look at their income plan in retirement and they find out that they feel they're going to be a little bit short, you'd mention, reverse mortgages, what do you think about those? Is that a good way to go?
3: Oh, that's an interesting question for almost everybody. So I'm going to try to keep this short. Okay. I've got a big discussion I have with people about this. The research now says, now if you believe this or not, it does. The research says that everybody going into retirement should have a reverse mortgage. And the research shows why is that the case? Well, one, reverse mortgages, let's say you don't have a, a mortgage on your house. You can get a reverse mortgage line of credit. Well, that line of credit, when you pull and use the money on the line of credit, is not taxable. So that helps with not pulling money, let's say, out of IRA accounts that are taxable. And so what ends up happening, it can make your life better in retirement. It can actually not have you pulling down on your retirement assets. So you're not spending those assets, so they're growing over time. You can actually lessen your tax burden in retirement and you can believe it or not you can have more net money for yourself that'll increase what you're doing in retirement and you can actually increase your estate that you leave to your children or family or charity and that reverse mortgages are very interesting and that's what the research says and i've got other reasons i tell people you might want to look at it another reason is let's say you've got a you know you got equity in your current house but you've always wanted to have that beach house so that you get out of the snow the upper peninsula right but you don't want to go in, you don't you don't want to go into debt for it and you don't want to pull your retirement assets out because that's going to let's say it's ira money and you're going to pay a lot of taxes on it well you could do a reverse mortgage and use the money to go buy the beach house and now you've got two pieces of real estate appreciating uh, one of them doesn't have a mortgage on it, and those two appreciated a- assets will all, will offset the, the interest on the, the reverse mortgage that's accruing inside the reverse mortgage, and you got a beach house. So nothing wrong with that. There's just lots of different ways to skin that cat, and the reverse mortgages are very, very interesting tools for people. They could do a lot of different things.
1: John, if people want to find out more about reverse mortgages or whether or not it's right for them, can you point them in the direction of somebody who might be able to answer all their questions or who might be able to put them into a reverse mortgage?
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've got like everything that we do, uh, we have team members and people we refer people to that are are the best of the best in in what they do. And we refer people to people that only specialize in reverse mortgages. They don't do primary mortgages. They don't do commercial mortgages. The only thing they do are reverse mortgages. And I've been doing that for years and years. I got one guy that's been doing it for almost 30 years, Hmm. only reverse mortgages. He is an absolute expert. And they help them. they, They educate them on it. And then we'll work with them too. We have a little different perspective than a mortgage person does. And so now, you've got several people that are helping you make a a really informed decision based on your situation.
1: We've had a great show today, John Crows and John Goodhue. Coach Crows, you're right here in Laurium. I mean, boots on the ground, you're embedded in our community. What would you say is the takeaway from the conversation that we have had today that you want our listeners here in uh, the Upper Peninsula to remember from our show today?
2: I I love the saying, boots on the ground, it's actually (laughs) boots on the snow, snow on the ground, maybe a little bit of what we're doing here, but certainly the the big take today has got to be, you got to have a plan. And what we're finding, or what I find, you know, John's found this out over 16 years. Um, as most people do not have a plan, and and one of John's favorite favorite lines is, "Hope is not a plan." And, uh, and that's what that's what we're here for, is, is to help you set up a comprehensive plan to help you in your retirement. The first thing we we'd love to do is sit down and and have that discussion about what your what your goals are, and and that retirement plan. That's where the start is, and that's you know, I think when I go back to all the coaching I've done and. Every sport I coach, that was what we would start with: is what are what are our team goals going to be this year? What are your individual goals going to be this year? And then from there, then we would build an action plan of how are we going to go in and and accomplish those goals and make sure that in the end that we did everything we could to accomplish and get those goals right. And and when you're in retirement, and there's a lot of different things to think about. And number one is just your your asset protection. You spent your whole working career building a nest egg. And so let's go and let's go and protect those assets. Um, And and from there, we'll take those assets and and build a income plan. We'll take a look at health care and long-term care and some tax planning and finish it off with an estate plan.
1: So once again, if you're interested in getting this comprehensive retirement plan with Coach Crows and John Goodhue at APO Financial, no cost, no obligation, no judgment whatsoever, call this number today, 906-523-9030. It's 906-523-9030. Get in and sit down with the folks at APO Financial. It is a team approach at APO. Not one person just works on your stuff, but the entire team, not only here in Lorium, but also back at the mothership in Denver, Colorado. So what are you waiting for? 906-523-9030. 9030. It's just a friendly conversation right here in Laurium. When you meet Coach Crows, you'll find out he's a really nice guy he's just like us here in the Upper Peninsula. He'll offer you some food and drink. I think there's still some peanut M&Ms left in the refrigerator there. They've got all the snacks that you want there at APO Financial. Once again, no cost, no obligation for this. Do it this weekend 9065239030. You can also request your complimentary plan online at APOFinancial.com That's APOFinancial.com We're out of time for this week, gentlemen. For Coach Crows and John Goodhue, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great weekend, won't you? We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of the Retirement Playbook right here on FM 104.7 and AM 920 WMPL.
0: Talk that bridges the gap. The opinions voiced on the Retirement Playbook from APO Financial are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing in risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing.